to another episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager at Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at DMelt57. Um, before we get into this episode, the first thing I want to do is thank everybody who visited the website and either contributed to our GoFundMe or filled out the survey that we were trying to get information on our readers. If you just at all helped us out in any way with uh, the post on our website last week about this new endeavor we're going to be embarking on in terms of going independent and trying to sustain ourselves uh, away from this Vox Media conglomerate that uh, doesn't see any value in us, uh, just wanted to send you the most heartfelt thanks I can possibly muster with words. We really appreciate it, and uh, we hope to do every to continue the site going as a way of saying thank you for all the help that everyone has already given to us. And if you haven't already, the GoFundMe is going to stay up for a while. So swing by the website. There'll be a link somewhere. I promise you it's going to be, it's going to be advertised a lot um, because we're trying to keep this going as much as we can into the future. But enough of that. Uh, I've got my usual line mates with me this evening, so we're going to be back doing the the fun stuff we all – well, maybe not fun this week, but we're going to be back doing what we usually do. Up first, the analytics darling of Second City Hockey on Twitter, at Jehovah's Witness, it's Shepard Price. Hi. Uh, I I just need I'm, – I'm somebody who just needs to find the Jenna Ortega to their Aubrey Plaza. Um, I don't know if anybody saw the BAFTAs. Not the most memorable part of it, but it was for me. Um, I – well, you had me at Aubrey Plaza because I'm a uh, notorious stand for Parks and Rec, and the best right two characters on that show were April Ludgate and Ron Swanson, and I will hear no objections otherwise. So there is a uh, there is a, I there was an, a local artist in Madison back when I had a friend in Madison, um, where I bought uh, this artwork of because I had there's they, they they made puns. One of them is Ron Swanson, and it's Ron is a is a swan. And so and I have that. Is, is it, and is there like the son of the swan behind him? So that's Ron Swan's. Uh, never mind. No, it's just it's the front. And then I also have Teddy Kangaroo's belt. All right. There you go. Uh, like, do you have that art on your wall at the moment? I have that on on my uh, at my work desk. There you go. Well, uh, to continue bringing in the rest of the group. Uh, also with us this evening, he's on Twitter at Mill182, and he is the Second City Hockey, what Dryden Mitchell is to Alien Ant Farm. It's Mill Savage. Now I gotta shave that weird line in my head. <laughs> Please do. Yo, that guy was crazy. That's a good band, though. I was sitting, I forget where I was. It was some some point during the Blackhawks game last week. It might have been God, but the smooth criminal music video came on that Alien Ant yeah. parodied, which is one of just top ten favorite videos. Just totally oh, with the wrestling rid- ring, yeah, just totally ridiculous nonsense. And then like my favorite part is where he does the light up and he touches the mailbox and it lights up. It's just <laughs> yeah, it, it, like I was fourteen years old and thought that was the funniest shit I'd ever seen in my life because fourteen year olds don't have good uh good 
a good enough sample size yet, but it worked when I was a teenager. So, you know, that album's kind of underrated. There's some good tunes on it. I was just listening to it today, which is why that reference came up. Like, I don't know why Alien Ant Farm crawled across my uh, Spotify algorithm, but there it was and immediately right into that whole album. Dude, movies is on my like hits only playlist. Mo- movies is an absolute classic, and uh, that's another thing I will hear no objections to. That that is a early two thousands banger, undoubtedly. I hope it's early two thousands. Oh okay. yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like old one or two maybe. So, yeah, sounds about right. Also with us this evening, she's not on Twitter, but she's at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR, where she is the second city hockey bull and wall of text. It's Betsy. Okay, so while you guys were just talking. I felt really bad for like completely zoning out and you weren't even talking about sport, other sports that I don't care about <laughs> watching this, this first video. Of all, first of all, don't lie. You did not feel bad. Second of all, fine. It's totally justified. I, we expected at this point. <laughs> well, what I is, was, I got what is the second city hockey podcast episode. If Betsy's not zoning out when we're talking about nonsense in the open, <laughs> but you don't understand the video that I was watching was a guy building an ex- <laughs> like, thing for a little frog that was living on his post and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger he was like 3d printing a little house and a possum came and i was just really engrossed in this and he had a little frog had a pool party in the little pool that he built for him i mean now i really want to it's so cute so now so now not only do we know that you're not listening to us while we're doing this open we know you're watching videos on his side window i want to so know how is, many people just sent it to me i want to know how many ahead of the 10 minute market podcast anyway and get past all this nonsense so <laughs> yeah i mean sorry somebody literally sent it to me right when we started and i was like it's fine there's new intros for a little while and then i just <laughs> it was way longer i mean than i thought it was going to be totally totally justified um i like the reason we were late getting to this uh to sending the link to start this entire recording was uh, i was watching a, a facebook video that it popped up that turned out to be three minutes instead of the usual 30 so i'm right there with you i just you know um I'm gonna, I'm gonna post this video on second city after this podcast goes so everybody else can watch how cute is with his friends Frederick is what his name is apparently now um so is Frederick getting traded to another swamp at the upcoming swamp deadline no it looks like he's staying with his pool buddies Okay, good for him because uh-huh. uh, that's a he's the, he's the domi of he is oh oh no <laughs> is is he miss recently missing three teeth? Oh, that would be so sad. Little toothless. I mean, like, can you imagine a frog with teeth though in the first place? No, no, I can't. And it's really <laughs> weird, and I don't want to. Like the closest, I'm like the phrase "frog with teeth," and obviously it's a different animal. But all I can think of now is the Ninja Turtles from the early '90s movies. Oh, no. I mean, they're green. They're they're kind of similar. That's what I got that they would look like. So there you go. Frogs with teeth look like Ninja Turtles. Let's um, take a really weird tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was all, all my problem. Wouldn't be wouldn't be the first time and certainly won't be the last because I, I can't wait to figure out what the hell we are going to talk about after the trade deadline, because there are going to be some some lean games on ice. Uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks, but we could worry about that when the time comes. Right now, we actually do have a healthy amount of things to talk about. Uh, part of it's because we didn't have a show last week because there was a lot of things going on. Um, we should be around every week the rest of the year, I promise. But anyway, um, we're recording this Monday night. Earlier in the day, the Hawks traded Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty to Toronto, got picks and prospects in return. Well, loosely defined as prospects. Uh, I don't think they're 
any players that are going to be worth considering. 24 year old AHLer. Yeah. Yeah. No. A 24 year old LHR. And how old is the ECHLer? 20 ish. I think he's like 2021. 20, okay. oh, I wouldn't, I would get your hopes up folks. That's, that's the, 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 the picks are the main part of that. Uh, and then last night they sent Jack Johnson to Colorado because apparently Colorado really likes having Jack Johnson around and the Hawks seemed like just kind of did Jack Johnson a solid by trading him to the back to the avalanche so what, what did anthrax jones refer to him as a talisman yeah yeah something I like thought that. that was pretty fucking accurate yeah like i, I almost want to say mascot is is what like he's gonna he will probably play some of their games down the str- uh in the postseason but like he's not gonna you know they've got kale mccarr and sam gerard like they don't need him to play too many minutes not like he's not gonna play the 20 minutes a night in colorado like he was in chicago no but um, I mean, no, he won't. to be fair, last year, the reason he even played more was because Gerard got hurt. So he's he's not a okay. bad insurance policy. He's the, and like I feel like he would be fine like in a third pairing role with heavily sheltered men. It's like he he on could, a good could, team, a good team. You could survive like, with him, like Colorado. Yes. Yeah, he's he's the Runblads of the 2015 Hawks. You know, like God bless David Runblad. God bless David Runblad. Remember when? Remember when he was our biggest problem? Remember that? Remember that was happening? (laughs) Remember that was our biggest issue? That was a great time. I'm just saying that, like that, like whatever rotation of like who cares during the 2015. Anybody that was on that bottom pair could work because of how good that team was. Yeah, that's what Colorado is. Yeah, Kyle Kaminsky. Yes, yeah. too. I couldn't remember his Or is my brother affectionately referred to him as Fun Kyle? <laughs> okay, maybe he's closer to Timonen then. Yeah. Yeah, because Timonen was old and falling apart. That's yeah. probably better. Like so maybe good luck. Issues. They needed yes. that old guy good luck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so good for Jack Johnson. He gets to go back to a contending team. And the guy the Hawks got back for him seems like just a body to play for the rest of the season. Uh, Andres and a warm body. A warm body. <laughs> Well, I don't know, cold of, on the ice. He might be cold. Speaking of Timo Timonen, I don't think there's been there was a lot of trade yesterday. I don't think anybody's traded for an old guy without a cup yet. Yeah, I guess there there is not the uh the like outside of like like the league wide favorite, the team that everyone's cheering for because they have the old guy that needs the cup on. Are there any like guys on teams, old guys with cups that are like well liked that people want to win? Is it I don't and like I don't like, and it's not like a player who's been around for ten or fifteen years. So who's yeah who who's old in in today's NHL who doesn't have a cup? John Gibson. Did David Perron. <laughs> did David Perron win with the Blues? I think he did. No, that Pavelski one didn't maybe that season didn't happen. Pavelski's thirty eight. And Pavelski's Pavelski. he's on Dallas though, so they're not going to trade. Right, him. he's not he's not getting traded. No, but he could. They could still get him a cup. Well, they won't, but they could. No, they're not going to. <laughs> so maybe, maybe Dallas should trade. Wait, he has a cup with the Hawks. We'll say, Dust, I heard, I heard rumors of Dustin Bufflin coming out of retirement. He obviously has a cup, but that would be hilarious. you know, you know who actually it might be, uh, Eric Carlson. If they can get him out of San Jose yeah. with that contract, that might Good be the fucking luck. Well, Eric Carlson's only like, I mean, I guess thirty-two. That's like Marion Hosa age. Of when he it's I, I'd off. say once you cross over 30 and he, he's been playing since he was like 19 so I'd say he fits that bill it's like it's not just the age it's more or less like 
how long have you been a very good player in the league and not one, right? Yeah. Uh, Brent, Brent Burns, too, because Brent Burns is in Carolina, but he's not getting traded anywhere. Um, right. That's eh, a good call. Eh, fine. Eh, I was, eh, whatever. Brent Burns. Is- I just, I would, I put, I put some of those guys more in, like, it's a Hosa. Hosa was 31 or 32 when he won with the Hawks, right? Yeah. God. Yeah. It's crazy that he was that. He old. looks better with every year, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I guess the the main thing I, I don't really want to get too far into the Patrick Kane stuff um, yet because uh, when he well if he gets traded I, I feel like it's more of a one thing but I'm gonna leave it at if just because it still seems weird that uh, all these machinations have been in place and nothing's happened yet so um, if that happens we'll we'll deal with it then we might have an emergency podcast just to talk about just that um, but all the other stuff like around the team from the last two weeks like. I, I don't even know where to start um, with like all the trades stuff. Uh, I, I guess the one thing I, I, I here is the one thing I did want to start with is like this is the least probably the least fun season I think I've ever had watching the Blackhawks even going back to the early 2000s and all that because everything just sucks and it's it like it's supposed to suck which doesn't and but that doesn't help in any way and now like the the trades of McCabe and Lafferty today like. Uh, I just that's they were just bummers. Like I I understand why they did it. They make sense. Seems like decent returns. But like those are two guys that seem like they could have been fun to be around or fun to have on the team to watch for the next few years. But it just doesn't make sense to have them on the team anymore. So there you go. And that's just that's a very deflating feeling to watch. Like picked apart at the trade deadline once again because it's been happening for like the last five seasons. Um. So. That's all I wanted to say, Shay. Uh, what are your thoughts on, I guess, the last couple of days of trades and all that? Uh, the Blackhawks haven't done as much as I'd like them to do. There's there's multiple trades that need to be made still. Um, one of them being incredibly obvious. Um, but also, like we still have five days before the trade deadline. It's on Friday. We like all these trades were on Sunday for some reason. Well, I guess yeah, GM, you know GM well, wanted to take a vacation. I got yeah. Well, maybe by Friday there won't be any trades left to make. Hopefully. Well, I guess we'll see. I know, I know, I know two teams who need to make some trades. Who, 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 who do you have in mind? Are you are you going to say Vegas? <laughs> of course. Yeah. We were the goal scorer. We we were we were one of the last two teams in on Timo Meyer, which is a great thing for us. We need a goal scorer. All right. Well, how about a gently used Patrick Kane? If he's willing, yes. <laughs> yeah, he he ain't going to that team. It's it does no, feel like which it's, is uh, weird. It's weird. We're a good team. We're gonna contend. He doesn't have to play defense if he's played with if he's playing with Mark Stone. Like, and yeah. it's a big market, which should make him happy, but apparently he's weird. Yeah, I don't know, Betsy. What are your thoughts on the last couple of days? Well, I'm not. I knew that McCabe and Lafferty were going to go this year. If like that was the plan, it sucks for mm-hmm. McCabe because again, Chicago is his city. You know, it's where he's lived for a while because it's where his wife is from and he went to school near here and all that kind of stuff. I do think it's mostly disappointing because the return isn't like super great. And it's weird because like, how did uh, the predators like, just bend over the lightning on that oh, Tanner. Did you not? Or have you say his name? Yeah. How did they bend over for that guy who had won 
decent year and maybe he'll score more with the lightning. I don't know, but he's not a particularly interesting player to me. And he is maybe better than Lafferty, but like the fact that he got that much when McCabe and Lafferty together got that little, especially with McCabe having such a good season on such a bad team. And a Mm. lot of teams needed defenders like Carolina really wants it. Toronto was freaking desperate. I mean, it's, I don't know. I Maybe it's because um, I had already resigned myself to Kane not pulling in anything. I was hoping for more for these other ones. And a first is fine, but it's so far away that it's... It's, it really is. Because, again, like that, that the, the best player they got in that trade is 15 or 16 years old right now. Yeah, that's... I, I, you mentioned that in our Slack channel, Shay, and I was just as uncomfortable with that revelation then as I am now. It's just, but like, that's, that is the fact of the matter because of, uh, when they're going to draft that kid, but good Lord, it's just, it's just, it's crazy to think about that because of how long it's going to take that teenager who would be like a freshman or sophomore in high school right now to be a professional hockey player. Okay. Counterpoint. That could end up getting traded as well. Yeah. Well, that's that's one thing that I wanted to, to bring up with this group is that so they now have a conditional in 2025. They have a conditional first that they got from Toronto, which if Toronto tanks and ends up in the bottom 10 of the league and or it's, if that becomes a top 10 pick, that first round pick slides to 2026. I feel like the like what this trade, what that pick was going to end up being, if whether it's in 25 or 26, like. I, in an ideal situation, the Hawks never make that pick. That that tra- that draft pick is part of a trade at the deadline in 24 or 25 to add to the team that is playing better and decides to maybe add talent at the deadline instead of getting rid of it. And maybe I'm getting it too far ahead of myself, but I was curious what any of you had thoughts about that. I think you're too optimistic to think that they're going to be shopping, like be buyers at a trade deadline that quickly. Okay. Like well, maybe it could be used in a in a trade, not around the dead. Because whenever anybody says trade deadline, I automatically think they're going for the playoffs. I just don't know if. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe not the trade deadline, but at least okay. yeah, at least just in general, like like I, I think this is um and I and I think Davidson actually said this at some point that like they like the idea that they are spreading out their draft capital that it's not just like six picks in one first round of one draft, because at some point the, that well kind of runs dry. And if, if you have six picks all in the same draft in the first round, like. I, I don't know. I, well, uh, Dallas kind of picked up, didn't they pick up like three in a row in one, one draft. And it was it's kind of what's kept them afloat with their older players. It's still not enough for them to win a cup, but I don't know. Uh, Buffalo like has been reloading in like two or three drafts in a row. So it's not like I, I dislike the idea of them having the drafts built out and then maybe using them for trade um, bait. It just, it's so hard to wrap your head around that type of stuff that seems so far in the future. That, yeah, that's, it is um, just seeing there's, like, there's no the, satisfaction. just seeing right the now. year, like, tw- like the, it's a conditional 2025 first round pick. And then a second round pick in 26, like that's, that's another three years away. And then whenever they draft, whoever they draft with that pick, like that kid will probably take another two, three, four years to get to the NHL. Like we're already into 2030. 
Like that that's how far away before you get the whatever return is going to come from that pick. Uh that's how long it's going to take. It'll be the next decade. And that is a just the terrifying thought that it's that uh, far away to when you say it out loud. I I'll offer another counterpoint which may not seem uh, appetizing at this time, but Oh god. They may it it seems like they're going to take what they can get. They may just want to get to the fucking cap floor. So then by the time they are any good, they can throw money at people. Because yeah. they're not going to be paying anybody. No, like they, they will have they will be completely free of um like other than the Seth Jones contract, like they, they're not gonna have sure. anything encumbering them that's gonna prevent them from being able to spend money or prevent them from being able to take on bad contracts to get draft picks and to add more draft picks to their already uh, excessive amount of draft picks. Well, maybe not excessive, but a lot I mean, of draft even, picks. Even if something were to happen where Taves gets healthy and resigns and Kane, even if he gets traded, he's gonna be a free agent. He could come back. Um, they're not gonna be getting ten million. Yeah, exactly. Like there's I think I saw uh someone I want to say it was Cap Friendly tweeted out today that they are 20 million below the cap floor for next season right now. For the first time in like 25 years. <laughs> yeah, remember when salary cap issues were or was the salary cap was an issue for the Blackhawks? Like that is so far in the past now. Yep. I just yeah, I I'm like th- there's going to be more trades for sure. Um, and the Kane thing, like we're just going to wait to see what happens when that happens. Um, I, I don't like, I, I guess the, the general thought that I have right now though, is that like, um, even if maybe if the return in the McCabe and Lafferty trade was a little underwhelming and like the fact that it's so far down the road, like I, I, I don't want to say that hurts the value. Um, it's just, it's so hard to envision what that's going to be when it might be six or seven years away. Um, I still don't think there's anything like really detrimental to the long-term health of the Blackhawks that's happened in the last few days. Like they're, they moved out McCabe and Lafferty. They got pieces in return. Um, the Jack Johnson trade is like, just is a nothing. It's really just switching bodies on two teams. Like that does nothing. It does nothing in a positive or negative direction. It just is a trade. Um, so it, I, it establishes I, rapport with yeah, the Colorado. It, it makes it like it gives the it gives Kyle Davidson good rep around the league that he did a solid for one of his veteran players, I guess. So there's that. So I guess if like like even if this is not the most in, awe inspiring time to be a fan of the Blackhawks, there's also nothing to be really upset about. I don't think. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's been fine. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. It's been fine. Which, it's, it's like the rest of the season we're existing. Yeah. It's just it's it sucks that there's nothing to get really too excited about. And really like the the legitimate next thing to get really excited about will be the draft lottery in a month or like a month and a half. Like I think they still haven't even announced that yet. It's usually like a week or two after the regular season ends because it's during the first round of the playoffs, like one night they'll they broadcast it live during an intermission of a playoff game. So 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 um, let me that, can I throw a question out? No. Sorry. Go ahead, Mill. So say they do win the draft lottery and they get this fucking kid who's supposed to be the next thing, right? Connor McGretzky? I've resorted yeah. to calling him Connor McGretzky. That's where I'm at now. Right. Okay. If that happens and he is, I'll just say like the Mc, not as good, maybe, maybe better, maybe worse, but McDavid, Crosby, Kane, where he's ready right away and impactful. 
did Zet jumpstart their their build? I think so. Then, then they know, like, hey, this is the guy. Now we have to add. Well, I think the, the biggest thing it does is it, it answers your biggest question. One of your biggest questions is you need like top end offensive star talent to be able to win a Stanley Cup. You need someone to build around, and getting Connor McDavid or Connor McDavid, getting Connor Bedard accomplishes that. Because like the Taves Kane jump, obviously they had guys like Keith and Seabrook and everything, but that happened pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. So Becca. the Blackhawks prospect pool has gotten way better recently. Um, but it's nowhere near what the Blackhawks were prior to Kane. And that includes mm-hmm. the fact that they had tapes. Um, yeah. No, so, yeah, I don't, and I don't yeah. disagree. I'm not saying it's going to turn around in one year. I just mean like, I think they need at I, least one more year of shitting the bed. Right. <laughs> no, I'm with, I'm um, with well, you. Betsy. I'm with I got, you. I, just, I, I got good news about next season. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I just was kind of putting that out there because, I feel like we look, it, it could be very grim, but like that would make the whole next season feel better. Yeah. yeah I like, mean, you're going to, you're going to get to be able to watch a, a generational ish talent, you know, do stuff. And, um, but they're not going to have like, Nazar is not going to be ready. Korchinski probably shouldn't come over yet. Um, right. Oh, he should, I, I he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be rushed. My problem <laughs> is the Blackhawks, have fucked every first round pick by rushing them in recent. Yeah, years. yeah. No, I agree. I think Korchinski need his his development, especially being a defenseman, is going to be very vital. I yeah. absolutely think he's probably too good for the league he's in now, and mm-hmm. it sucks that he cannot go to the AHL because of the rules. But they might keep him there just for the sake of not ruining him. By putting needs, him yeah, he needs to be in the weight room and, and doing <laughs> shit like to, to get ready to compete with large adult men. He needs to be uh, eating uh, large pastrami sandwiches from Manny's Deli every day to, to bulk him up a little bit. Yeah, and I'm not yes. going to hold the world juniors against him, but no. a on, little taste child's of, play. Yeah, just a Literally. little taste of him not quite floating there. You still want to be like, okay, just in case, take the slow and steady approach. There is absolutely no reason he needs to be on the team next year. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I, I like, I'm trying not to get like, I guess greedy is the word, but like, I just want to see like a decent handful of prospects on the team next year. Um, well, I think Reichel will be there. And, right. Yeah. Reichel's one for sure. Um, like that's, that's all I, mean, I got. You Who got, else like, you got? I mean, maybe some of the defensemen. Like, yeah. I was going to say, you got to hope that like Vlasic comes up or maybe Kaiser makes an immediate jump. I don't think they should rush him, but either yeah. um he's been super right. impressive in the nca but i think the difference is like with bedard is if he if they get bedard and maybe even fantilly too that like they will show up and it, like if they live up to the billing that everybody is giving them they will show up they will play on the top line and they will look like they belong on that top line and i don't think that's happened with any hawks prospects since Taves and king so that i don't that, think it's that, happened with most of the Right. Top first two. I mean, most most first two team picks in the last recent have Correct. taken yeah. a while. And, to but get that's it. like that's um, but that's the level of talent that people are assigning to. Yeah, at least Bedard, maybe not Fantilli as much, but so so that's that is that is the level of excitement that would be generated is like, you know, like Patrick Kane, Connor McDavid levels of excitement because he might show up day one and be the top line guy. There you go. 
Like Bedard could probably play in the NHL right now. He just can't because he's not old enough. That's how yeah. talented the kid is. So. Well, also, does albeit maybe very slightly, does Kane's price go up now because of Timo Meyer? Because they're probably going to play each other in the first round. Yeah, like that's that that was an interesting thought. But I like, but Timo Meyer like could have gone to somewhere other than New Jersey. I don't believe he had the same restrictive no movement clause in place, or at least not as much as a restriction. Right. Kane's like, it's Kane to the Rangers or Kane's not going anywhere. It seems like, and that, um, that really limits your, your leverage from the Blackhawks perspective. If yeah. you can only trade with one team. And yeah, so- they might say, fuck it. We'll just write it out. I mean, they, they could let them walk if they don't, if they think the deal is shitty. Yeah. But why would they do so? The thing I've been arguing in that Kane article this whole time is why would you do that? As long as the deal isn't harmful, all trading him does for the Blackhawks is at least the same thing they did with Jonathan. It's a favor to a veteran that is well-liked around the league. That's a good rep to have as a GM. Well, I, I totally agree with all the points you made about that. I just am not sold that Kane wants to go that bad. Yeah. Well, that's 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 another, like, and that seems to still be up in the air through all the reporting, like um, that. I think I, it's, I, I still it's not Rangers. Seen, it's it's Panarin or nothing. I don't think. I, yeah, like. I don't think there's <laughs> yeah, been a report yeah. anywhere that said Kane has waived his movement clause and he wants to go there. I don't think. Yeah, that's I think all the all the reporting has been that he's not made a decision yet, and it's like, come on, bud, it's, it's time to go. It's week of. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you if you if you've not made a decision yet, you've made your decision, but you're you you know you you're gonna yeah, make black well, yeah, fans like, upset. The hesitance is the answer that you don't really want to go. I wonder so. if the hesitance has to do with how bad the Rangers have been recently. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause yeah, what if, what if the they go entire, to get bounced in the first round? Right. The entire time I was like, okay, I understand Panarin is a draw. And, you know, people made good good arguments. You know, New York is way closer to his normal family, though he doesn't visit them in Buffalo at all anymore if anybody follows that he just doesn't go to buffalo and um so i understood i understand from a lot of bars but (laughs) but new york is a mid-team when you're talking about contenders well Uh, but i also i also i'm sure if you asked kane and if you get him to answer honestly he would tell you i go to new york i make them a contender whether that's true or not he believes it and that's probably all that matters yeah, but the other problem is New Jersey might. New Jersey is nice. I mean, let's not lie. Like New Jersey, and then they got to hit Carolina probably, and then they're going to get which whoever comes out of Boston and Tampa. And that's, that's a that's a fucking bitch of a gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, rough. the East, the, the East this year is insane. The West, well, if Vegas gets healthy again, summer. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We might pick this conversation up. We might go to some other stuff. We'll uh, see where we go. But come on back on the other side of this timeout for all of that. Welcome back to Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. And I uh, wanted to really quickly wrap up uh, the the Kane discussion because, um, th- like, the interesting points that you all were making about, um, like, the Rangers have not been that good of a team. Like, they seem like they were still – didn't they seem like they were still like two or three seasons away? Well, maybe not two or three, but like, I, I I don't know where they are as a as a franchise because like a lot of their a lot of their stud players are older. Like yes. Panarin's not young. Um, Adam Fox is still fairly young, but he's also Suspinage not. Like, is not young. Yeah, Chris Kreider. Kreider's not that young. 
Yeah, yeah so, Carter, so, I think is actually old. <laughs> so, because like they announced, I remember like it was like probably four or five years ago at this point when they announced that they were kind of rebuilding and that was the end of the Lundquist era. And I don't feel like they did like a complete like thorough teardown and build back up like no. the Hawks are doing. They wrote like, that letter and then they signed Panarin. I think that yeah. last season. Yeah, so and it's then like we just like never did anything. And like I don't want to say they're going all in this season and then they can't come back, but I mean, you know, like they're probably not gonna be able to bring Tarasenko back next season. Well, I feel like it's because last year they had the they had a surprise second place finish in the Metro. But it was all goaltending. You know, like it was like 99% goaltending. And this year, yeah, but the thing is, when you have the best goaltender in the world, the thing about the best goaltender in the world, they tend to stay the best goaltender in the world. Well, they don't have Andrew Vasilevsky, as far as I know. So uh... that's the best playoff goaltender in the world. <laughs> well, Igor Shesterkin or Shesterkin is uh, Sh- the best. Shesterkin. I cannot say his name without like some form of mockery. I'm sorry. I'm a child, but he's the best same. goaltender in the he, world. Vasilevsky's not that great in the in the regular season. If you that's because that's because he's coasting it out until he knows he needs to be good. Oh, for sure. I I, yeah, I so. fully believe Wayne Gretzky also closed. So yeah, like that. I guess that's another part of the equation, like that we were talking about earlier. Like, like came to the Rangers, it, it makes sense for like some of like the logistical reasons, but I still like it's really hard to envision the Rangers getting by that gauntlet in the East that that keeps building up. Like the Devils have, I won't say they come out of nowhere because they've been kind of trending up for a while, but they took some massive leaps forward this year, and now you throw Timo Meyer on top of that, and now it's like, like. Even if the Rangers add Kane, they add Kane, they've already added Tarasenko. Like the Devils just got Timo Meyer. Like I don't know how they're going to beat them. The the East this year feels very much like the West did back in like the 2000 to 2015 years. You know, 2013. Yeah. You know, those like the Blackhawks in 2013, 2015, especially went through some teams. Yeah, you know? like, like they well, went like it was it was. It was the Red Wings before, and then the Hawks took over. Um, like the Penguins had a year or two in there, but it was like the Red Wings, and then the Hawks, and then the Kings. The Ducks had some juggernauts in there. Uh, the Sharks were really good for a while, never quite good enough to get to the Cup, but or win the Cup, I should say. They got there one year, so they're the, just yeah. It's like the the Rangers this year feel very they they could win, but it feels like it would be very much like a Capitals win. When they won, which was that was kind of a shocking thing, is they that was a midi that was like a mid team that kind of rode a Vetchkin a little bit, you know, like and it rode Holpi a little bit. It was good luck, and I think the East was softer that year. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't, I don't just this Rangers team doesn't feel like it has all the horses to get through, and adding Kane doesn't give them enough. I would, uh, I, on paper, I, I would agree with you, Betsy. I did though, uh, in the last day or two, have the thought of how cool it would be for Kane to go to the Rangers and have the Rangers knock Boston out, which I believe would have to be in the conference final. Uh, if, if Boston, if the range, if Kane goes to the Rangers and they, uh, end Boston's like best season ever, at the conference finals, I think that'd be pretty fun to watch. Oh, I would, somebody does. Yeah, I would enjoy somebody beating Boston in general. And if it happens to be Kane, cool. It would be hilarious. Yes. The the hilarious. Yeah, I'm here for the sports comedy all day, every day. But there's like, what, three players remaining from the 2013 Cup? 
on Boston? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Cray- Bergeron, Bergeron Marchand, and Cray- 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 Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but the, I mean, they're just and and they've added too. I forget who did they pick up. They made they a trade. Uh, Orlov. Orlov, Orlov there and, go. Uh, the capital and Garnet and Hathaway. Hathaway. Yeah. Hathaway. Orlov yeah. alone is a great pickup for him. That's a big pickup. He's a ridiculously good defensive. So, um, really quickly before there's one other Blackhawks topic I wanted to touch on after this one, but like, uh, the, the other thing that I, I forgot to mention this to the group. So this is going to be a little bit of a, an audible that we're going to call here, but, um, I was trying to figure out what other players left are going to get traded because like, obviously like I, I feel like Max Domi can go. Uh, oh, yep. we are all like, as he I, should. I've seen, I have seen people whose hockey opinions on Twitter. I fully respect that have like started warming up to the idea of Max Domi. And I've, no, tried, thank you. I, I promise I've tried. I've honestly tried folks. I've really tried to like, maybe like, kind, no, I just can't get there. I'm sorry. Just Look, get, there are some garbage sons I can put up with, but he is not <laughs> one of them. No, I'll just to see you. I can put up with. I often to see you would be fine. Uh, yeah, but he's like, cool. But I, this is this is the part of the equation that I'm starting that's starting to not add up. Like they're running out of hockey players at some point. Like they have to field an AHL team they, along with their NHL team, and they yes. keep and they said that's that why they, they keep bringing these who knows who they are players back in these trades. Well, yeah, well maybe that that Toronto trade helped with that, and like it doesn't help that so many that like Entwistle's hurt, Taves is out, Carob might be coming back for the game tonight against the Ducks. Like they're so they're killing up all these AHL guys and like David Gust and Brett Cini and the Ice Hogs have been getting their faces kicked in for like hey, a month now. As nice of a story as it is, they literally signed some fucking guy who's almost thirty from Orland Park <laughs> off the street. Like st- seriously, like no, yeah, yeah. I mean, good for him, happy for him. That was a really cool story. Yeah. But that also gives you an idea of the situation the Blackhawks are in right now. Nothing um, against David Gus, but it's like holy shit. So like I don't know how many more people they can trade because if you trade Domi and Athanasiu, like those are two more and NHLs Kane. and Kane. That's three and, NHLs. and probably Murphy. They should and trade Taves him. is like out for the season. Yeah, we're gonna come back to him in a second, but there, I I fully expect them to take on because so many teams are cap are, are cap strapped. Just yeah, to take on another, the contracts. They're gonna get another uh, Zestov or Nik- Nik- Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah, Zaitsev. I, yeah, yeah. I generally forgot that they acquired him because yeah, go get bad contracts. Why not? Yeah, he's. I'm, but I'm guessing they're gonna have to because they need players to play at the NHL level, or this goal they had of getting the Ice Hogs to the playoffs is gonna fall apart because the Ice Hogs can't score. I think if they didn't need warm bodies, that Jack Johnson trade would have been for future considerations. Yeah. If they didn't need that dude who is a just a dude, um, <laughs> you know, like they wouldn't have. That's what they're going to yeah. do. They're going to pick up bad contracts, hopefully, and um, pick up these like who cares about them? Because that Joey Anderson guy from is supposedly trying to fly in too, and I don't know who he is either. Like, yeah, he's trying to fly. Like the trade happened this morning around like 11, 12 o'clock central time. I don't know when he got the word, but he's flying from, I believe from Toronto to Anaheim, not a short trip. If any of you have a map, no. and then he's got to play in an NHL hockey game tonight. Like that's, well, he well, might not have to play, but correct. He might. Also, it could, is it really don't. an NHL hockey game? <laughs> that's fair point. It is. 
it is a big game in the uh, bottom of the NHL standings. I know uh, Eric's dying hard update today. That's a that's a big game with big ramifications because what's, it's what's two of the bottom the restaurant feeders. called the Chum Bucket. That's what this <laughs> fucking game is. Yeah, yeah. So maybe him playing. Maybe him playing after a co- after a cross continental flight is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, if if That's Reichel crazy. looked terrible in a game after being flown in, um, this random dude probably does too. Randomly They're gonna be like, like, "Look, if you have like a, like four or five giveaways, it's fine. We don't. Care. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Just don't make it obvious." Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Like at least throw your hands up and be like, yeah. "Damn, hey, we're on a five game winning streak. Can't get in there and fuck that up for us." Oh, and uh, Tenorti's coming back soon, so I mean, oh, oh man, you know what? That's the anchor that they need, Captain. Well, no, that's another player they could trade. Like there, there was. They're not going to trade him. He's one terrible, two been broken. But that, that, there was a hot. I swear to God, somebody tweeted like Jared Tenorti might be up on some radars. Oh no! There was there was some. No, there was some radars. Dickinson, what's going on with him? Uh, Oh yeah, I mean he could. Well, but like the Hawks got him. The Hawks were given a second round pick, I believe, to take his contract away from the Vancouver Canucks. No, they got Dickinson and a second for Riley. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who just Foreman. got traded today? Who yeah. Vancouver just traded him away. So that either way, like I'm not saying the Hawks are going to keep Dickinson for the long term. He is fairly young, though. He's on a contract through next season, I believe. So he can like if they don't trade him, I won't be so offended. But. I mean, that's a player you could trade next year. I don't care how bad the Hawks are. Jared Tenorti is horrible to watch. How old is Dickinson, did you say about 27. Okay, for some reason I thought he was 24, so I'm I'm way off. But, yeah, uh, I I just – it's going to be interesting to watch because to the point you made, like, I think they are – they probably just need to get a few bodies onto the roster to make up for all the players. It seems like they're going to trade. Uh, Did Andrew Ladd retire yet? <laughs> Did we talk about Andrew Ladd? Ladd? I feel like this is not the first time I've talked about Get Andrew, Andrew Ladd, Ladd back on the team. <laughs> <laughs> What's Tuomo Rutu do? He's an assistant coach somewhere in the NHL. I feel like I saw him on a bench this season. My guy. Um, yeah. So uh, the other topic I want to touch on briefly, like I feel like it's kind of been lost in the shuffle with all of the Patrick Kane trade drama and the actual trades that they've made that like, uh, Jonathan Taze has long COVID and it's like, it, it gets, it's really a, like kind of a scary thing though. The, when the Blackhawks send out a press release and the email headline says Blackhawks release statement from Jonathan Taves, my initial reaction was, holy shit, did he just retire? Um, well, he may, he might end up <laughs> that probably, I, I read it as his retirement. He's not, he's got, it, he's, he's out, he's out without a contract this after the South season. Yeah. Or, or he's fucked up and they said, just sit it out and then play next year. Yeah. Like, like I, there, um, obviously none of us are medical professionals. Cause as we were, we'd be making a shit ton more money doing that, but, um, Debatable. yeah, but he is like, like this, the, it's a fairly new ailment, obviously. And the long-term ramifications of that, I may not be as known as some other things. So, uh, I, I, it's kind of a, it's, it just seems like it's a very tricky thing. It's like just the day by day, like day by day, week by week. Like, how do you feel today? Maybe go skate today, see what you can do. And if you can, we'll go more the next day. If it, if it hurts, we'll, we'll dial it back and try again next week. So like this, this gets into, a um, like because of Taves, his age and how long he's played and all the stuff, like 
I'm sure there are plenty of people who are screaming Taves should retire. I've never been a person to tell anybody what they should do, especially a professional athlete who has a very short window to make as much money as they can. And then, um, that that's all they're going to get. And I know Taves has already made a ton of money, but you know, what's cooler than all the money he's made probably another 5 million on top of it. So if Taves wants to come back and try to put his body through it and, and may possibly at the risk of his long-term health, more power to him. I wouldn't do it, but he might want to do it because he's been playing hockey his entire life. And what else is he going to do? So, um, but there's also like the very real possibility that we're not going to see him play ever again. And that's a very weird uh, thought to have considering we've been watching he and Kane for God's almost 16 years now. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. The other day when, um, I don't remember who posted it the whole like 19 years almost since there was somebody from the cup. Yeah. Team. I think that was Joe brand who does the, uh, the WGN pregame show, but I was like, that's been... over half my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. And I'm the old guy here. Uh, yeah. I, I think it was the 2004 season finale was the last time there was a game without Taves, Kane, Keith and Seabrook in the lineup until Saturday night. Yeah. And then Which... I remember going to the last one, Without Taves and Kane, I was at that last home game where Sharp beat the Red Wings in uh, uh, overtime. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. still more fucking Detroit people <laughs> at that game. Yeah. Um, and it like there's kind of uh, all there were. I wasn't at the game, but it seemed like the Leafs game was kind of a throwback to the old days and that Leafs fans had taken over the United Center that night. It's the. Oh, I have a <laughs> complaint about this. Um. Yeah, so, sure, go, go, go with it. We'll air I'm some sorry, I have to get this off my chest. It really bothers me. So I went to Hawks Leafs, I think it was like two, like, like 10 years ago or something, 2012 maybe. And the God, Hawks God damn, wore, they'll hold a grudge, why don't you? Hold on. And the Hawks wore white <laughs> at home, and it was really oh. cool. Okay. And so they decided to do that again, and one <laughs> of the Leafs wear fucking black. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? This original six matchup here, and they now, wore those Justin Bieber jerseys. You are you are correct. Uh, they should have worn the blues. It would have been a very cool, athletic, aesthetic look, and they fucked it up. But it is the NHL. Yeah. Okay, I'm good they're... now. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Thank you guys was, for your that time. was Bill. That was Bill's <laughs> uniform corner. Everybody. Well, we'll hold it off till uh, till next week. I'm sorry, black versus white is so boring in hockey in general. Yeah. No, you're I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you in any way, Bill. I just I like I remember thinking that I was uh too opinionated on uh athletic uniforms and things of that nature until I met you. And now I feel like I need to <laughs> I need to step my game up really, because I'm I'm not even on your level. You guys should see some of the jerseys that I own. I I have I, maybe no. the, some of the worst shit ever put out. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll get my Jack Skilly jersey out of my closet just to. For Christmas, I got the Vasilevsky, the Storm jersey. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> That's, we, Mills Uniform Corner is over. We'll, 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 be, <laughs> we'll bring it back next week if there's uh, enough demand for it. Sounds good. I have thoughts now, on Sound off in the comments week. if you want to hear more Mills Uniform Corner. Uh, I don't know. Is there any other thoughts on, uh, Taves or, I, 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 I'm trying to hold off on doing the like end of the era uh, Irish funeral for that because I I would like to wait until like we know for sure that Taves is 
Taves is done and Kane is gone. Before I will we do say that, this real quick. What a fucking team for phantom retirements. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, what the hell? I, well, I mean, like, the, the craziest thing about Taves is that, uh, I, well, is that his contract won't end on LTIR somehow? Because that seemed that was like the rite of passage. It seemed like for all of those guys was to end up on LTIR in some manner. LTIR retirement. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I guess I guess we're out of hockey thoughts because uh, we're we're waiting to see what's going to happen with Kane. Uh, we might have to do an emergency podcast on Tuesday, uh, judging by uh, just the the way things have been getting talked about for the last few days. Um, well, and then so this is the part of the episode where, you know, we had a full two weeks off. We actually had a special guest last time, uh, and I'm sure he's listening. So thanks to Ryan Annie for coming to join the podcast a few weeks ago. We talked about Nashville hot chicken a lot. I've been trying to think of a food take since we got started, and uh, we're going to do some live on the air producing because I, I haven't come up with anything. Does anybody have any angry food thoughts or something to uh, for us to yell at each other about so we can maintain our place on the Internet as the best food themed hockey podcast that exists? I don't have a food take, but I have a drink take. That that's that's close. Drinks are our drinks food. There we go. There it is. No, <laughs> go both, ahead, Betsy. They're both sustenance, I guess. But anyway, yeah. um, so I've always been a cola girl as a like just I drink a lot of soda. Um cherry coke zero is my number one drink, and I drink it too much. I don't drink a lot of water, and it's like probably really bad for me. But <laughs> I started drinking um and I use the the like flavored sparkling water, and okay. like Lacroix, Croix, whatever. Uh, they're like this. The, the brand is sparkling ice. This is the one that I like. Uh, okay, I never had the other one, but um, I hate regular sparkling water. So I was surprised that I even like liked this. But I will say, I think that every flavor I've ever had, and there's a bunch of them, like uh, cherry limeade and strawberry kiwi and mango. What's the mango? There's a mango one. Mm-hmm. Are actually better than most sodas, except for cherry. Oh. It's still better. But so far, I actually have been enjoying them a lot more than I they just stopped drinking other sodas. I feel so, like this yes. is a... I feel like this is a personal attack on me because I also drink too. I'm going to call it pop because of where I grew up. But uh, I, I pop. Yeah, give me, give me two pops. I need two, a pop over here. Yeah, uh, I just, I like, and I've been, I've been telling myself, like, I have a similar the speech that Betsy gave as the preamble to what she said about. Uh, I drink, I don't drink enough water. I drink this pop soda, whatever, and I should not do it. But I know it's bad for me. Um, I'm also several years further down the road, so I've done more damage to myself. But uh, I can't, I can't stop drinking. Just the I'm, I'm a Coke Zero guy right now, and I, I've tried the sparkling water, and they all just seem to be like it, like shitty Sprite. As is, is the way I okay. This this makes me because as a person who lives and dies by Waterloo and Bubbly, which are my two brands of uh, sparkling water. Like what brands water. have you tried? I think it was mainly Lacroix. I can't even. Okay, say. Lacroix. Lacroix. Lacroix isn't great. I, yeah, I gotta say, I've had them before once, and I didn't like it, and I thought I was definitely gonna not like this other brand, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Why am I drinking these way too much?" So you keep going. Okay, yeah, it, Lacroix is overpriced uh, essence water. You want Waterloo, <laughs> or you want bubbly? I, I you just talked me out of ever having Lacroix again because you called it essence water. So that's good enough that's for it. me. I'm it's what it is. Thank you. Is Waterloo, Waterloo, and bubbly? 
Those two, try to get a, get a can of your favorite fruit flavor of one of oh. those two, whichever one's available up there, uh, okay. and or more available, and just see, well, you see know, if that does it. I mean, I we're wanna, like, go ahead, Mill. I want to weigh in on this at some point because I I drink like sparkling water or whatever. I drink it like daily, like maybe four at least a day. Like non flavored. Yes. Well, I have both, but I prefer. Okay. Mill, are you club a serial killer? That sounds like something yes. serious. I don't know why non-flavored has a weird like I don't understand my I put it in my mouth and I'm like I don't like anything about this. <laughs> yeah, well I drink a lot of water too, so I like just regular water. Um so that's probably why I like it, but I also find that I can drink it just by itself or I can drink it with tequila or whatever. Oh, now we're talking. And and the but I agree with Shea Bubbly is very good. Uh, it's better than LaCroix. All right. All right, well, well, LaCroix I, does have some flavors that other brands don't that I like, like Key Lime. Um, I, I, I've been on Polar lately, though. Polar makes some good flavors. All right. Well, because what I was going to say is that we're about five, six days in the Lent, and I can pretend to be Catholic for six weeks and try and give up pop for the rest of Lent, and maybe I'll just give sparkling water a go and see how that works out for me. If I were Catholic, I would give up the uh, work for Lent. <laughs> or the black box. Well... The good news is that most of them are also zero sugar. Mm. I, I actually think probably all of them are. I just don't know for sure. Yeah. I know Waterloo <laughs> is, and so is um, the what the brand that I, I was drinking was Sparkling Ice, and that's literally just because uh, my college-age nephew left some in the refrigerator, and I was like, this is mine now. <laughs> so, it's, down by, it's down by contact i have possession it's in my fridge it is mine now that is exactly. absolutely how that works no you are you you were correct in doing that especially with your nephew being younger than you uh age also takes precedence here they are yours now for sure yes, yes. all right so uh what you said is bubbly and waterloo like the city bubbly and waterloo okay like like the city in iowa like the Amazon. okay got it yeah, th- all right those are all Canned ones. If you like the, if you like bottles, the sparkling ice is a bottle one. Sparkling ice or polar. I think polar yeah, yeah, is better yeah, yeah. in a bottle. Okay. All right. I like well, polar in the cans, but they. I like cans because they get cold faster. All right. That's well, more of a. That's more of a tactical thing. Well, really. this because this is where this actually can lead into another interesting topic related to this because, like, I feel like there are specific types of different pop that are better in certain serving situations, like. Everybody talks about it. The Coke at a McDonald's is best because of how it's so, something about the way it is served or something in the fountain. Uh, it it's makes the it syrup, better. I believe. Yeah, it's probably like extra cancerous sugar or something. <laughs> I'm sure something that's like good. when Bart drinks the squishy that's all syrup and his eyes start going in spirals. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's something that's it, the reason it tastes better. Is something that is not positive for your long term health. But so I, if I'm gonna. If, Cause I, I am very particular about how I consume my Coke zeros. Like it's gotta be cold out of the fridge in a glass with, well, or cup. It doesn't matter what the drinking vessel is, but it's gotta be cold and there's gotta be ice cubes in it. And preferably the big square ice cubes, not the little like fountain ones you get at any store. So I'm the is, opposite. Mine has to be from a can, but a cold, cold, cold can straight from the fridge, but straight from the can. Like I pour yeah. it out of the can and into the cup. So I'm still getting yeah. the, the can present well the can no, method gets, i don't want it to be watered down at all ever okay. is that <laughs> also true is that also true cans with the, of water getting into that <laughs> is that also true with the sparkling water like do i need to consume it the same way i consume my coke zeros 
Because we're, I'm doing this now. Like, I might go to the grocery I've store never, after this. I've we'll never see. poured the sparkling water into, like, have ice with it. I've always either drank it out of the can right now, but I've only had the two, I've only had Waterloo, uh, LaCroix, and then um, now the sparkling ice. Those are the only brands I've had. Okay. Yeah, as a major, as a major, as a major seltzer person, um, I don't think you need uh, ice. I think you, 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 you do it in a can in the fridge and then you take that cold can just down it. Yeah, I've never put it on ice either. Just make sure the can is really cold. All right. Well, or cold um, to your preference, I guess. I like mine super cold. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'm glad we did some market research here. Uh, <laughs> we, we got somewhere and now gonna go to the grocery store after we finish recording here and i'm gonna see i'm pretty sure i've seen bubbly around so maybe i'll give give some bubbly's of those made by Pe- bubbly's made by pepsi so like you'll oh. find it in a lot of places yeah yeah because there's a, a a giant pepsi factory like 10 minutes down away the from street me. from your yep. house yeah exactly yeah um <laughs> i know where it's at yeah okay all right well um well i'm glad i'm glad we did some formative stuff and there we go if, if anybody out there is trying to uh switch away from the I feel like that is a very common thing in American culture is people trying to get away from drinking pop slash soda, what have you. So we hope, we hope this helps somebody. We, yeah, uh, we hope trying someone to, on to drinking more beer, honestly. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's some of the more organic things that you can consume to be frank. So it is vegan. <laughs> there you go. It's vegan. I think some of them are even gluten-free. So, you know, what, uh, that might be difficult, wouldn't it? I, well, yeah, I, I don't. I on like, I don't have any issues with gluten, so I don't know what is and is not gluten free, and I'm not entirely sure what makes what is compri- what gluten I, is in because it doesn't affect me, so I don't look for it, so I don't know. You know, I have a coworker who has celiacs, and so we try to like when we all bring food for stuff, we try to accommodate her gluten allergy. So I'm starting to learn a little bit about it, but it's okay. tricky. I got my uh, my recently my uh, twin brother has come is starting to have issues with it. So he's been trying to go gluten-free, but he's not my roommate anymore. And we haven't been roommates for like 10 years. So, uh, he's on his own. He and his wife, I don't have to deal with it. Um, is what about scotch? Is scotch gluten-free? I believe any, I believe gluten is found in anything with flour. All right, there we go. I don't think there's any flour in scotch. I could be wrong though. What kind of scotch are you drinking during the game? <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be grab some some gra- if, it's, it's called white scotch. It's got some powder in it. <laughs> what kind of powder? what that powder is? Who knows? Is it flour? Maybe cocaine bear. <laughs> I saw that movie. That movie disturbed me. I can't. I can't unsee that movie. Yeah, I don't plan on going to see that. All right. Uh, I'm glad we got a cocaine bear music a music movie review into this episode. That is perfect. <laughs> that is a perfect place to end because that's we're all going to be cocaine bears by the end of the season. Oh, is that? Thank no. you, Patrick Kane. <laughs> yeah. The All original. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> truly. No, no, there's somebody on the 85 Bears that was the original cocaine bear, I'm pretty sure. The whole fucking team. Yeah. I'm pretty McMahon. sure the quarterback. Big yeah. man. <laughs> so, who, somebody tweeted that within the last few days that uh, Jim McMahon was the original cocaine bear. I saw, I saw that. Okay. I lulled. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. We're getting off the rails. Ha. Off the rails. Anyway, <laughs> oh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very wow. much. 
Yeah, let's we gotta get out of here. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Musings on Madison. Uh, we'll be back next week, or, and maybe even some point during the week with whatever happens in the Patrick Kane situation. Um, and stay tuned to the website. We'll whatever trades happen, we'll be writing about them, talking about them uh, down in the comments. Um, and stay tuned there for plenty of updates on whatever the hell happens next with the Blackhawks. And we're also gonna do our usual precaps and reviews and all that stuff. Or Game previews and game recaps, I should say, um, because because yeah, precaps. There you go. That that's just kind of what we do here. So uh, keep uh, an eye on the website for all that. I am on Twitter at dml57. Shay is at your host's witness. Mill is at mill182. Betsy's not on Twitter, but she's at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR. And the main account is 2nd City Hockey, which, as far as I know, we, we also have possession of that after this sole migration happens. So uh, you can still. Uh, tweet us all our, our I can tweet all the nonsense to like 15,000 people and they can tell me I'm an idiot. So it's going to be a lot of fun for wherever the hell we go next with this. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode. We'll talk to you next week.